organizations and their HR functions have reached a critical juncture. The question now is how can leaders bring purpose and meaning to their employees and create a human-centered business that generates lasting results? Ben Witter is an international keynote speaker and one of the world's top management thinkers as ranked by the Thinkers 50. Ben recently hosted a People's Strategy Network event at IMI as part of our corporate membership proposition. He joins us this week on the podcast to chat through the dilemmas that leaders face and what practical steps they can now take to adjust to the new world of work. I'm delighted today to be joined by Ben Witter on the IMI Talking Leadership Podcast. Ben, how are things with you today? Great. It's a little bit rainy, but uh, we're doing well. Exactly. We, we get through. We have to persist. Um, so, Ben, out of your fantastic uh, People Strategy Network session, obviously there were many, many interesting points to come from it. Um, a really kind of thoughtful session, a really kind of personal one as well. Um, about you know employee experience, how things are changing. So I just thought today um, I talk about something that we've heard a lot in the news recently, which is this idea of the great resignation. So if we look at that as a sort of a context that we're going through at the moment, um, as people reevaluate what's really important to them, why do you think it's so important that organizations get their employee experience optimized? Well, I think number one, they don't have a choice anymore if they want to retain really good people uh, for a really good amount of time. I think that's the bottom line. So it's become a really uh, key critical business priority uh, to get the employee experience right. Otherwise, uh, there's going to be all manner of issues within the business. But I think on the on the human level, just people are reconsidering their entire work and, and lifestyle. And organizations are, are completely in the mix with those decisions and, and that level of thinking. And I think they've gone beyond, you know, what we we would have had maybe before the pandemic. I think the pandemic has certainly accelerated things. People are questioning, you know, you only have a, a limited amount of time on this planet. What are you going to do with it? You know, is this um, path that society lays out the best for us and, and for family? Is this commute to work really the best use of my time on a, a regular basis? So it's all those little things that people have, have experienced doing things differently through the pandemic, which are leading to different conclusions. Now, whether that materializes, you know, there's an intention, maybe one in four people are considering their jobs, uh, maybe considering moving out of, of urban centers, maybe into more rural locations. Uh, so there's a lot of that thinking going on. And a lot of research is saying uh, people are, are really questioning things, but it's whether they actually follow through now. So some people are, and they're moving, they're making serious life changes. Others will have the intention, but there may be such a great bond or relationship with their employer that you know they'll see a future there, they'll see strong growth prospects, and, and they'll have really good autonomy to take control of their own life within the context of an organization. So I think that's what's happening now in real time, and it's fascinating to watch it all unfold and, and people make different choices. Absolutely. And with that in mind, something that's um, really interesting is as we look at the changing demographics of the workforce, we see this kind of equal shift in terms of people's preferences. And something you mentioned uh, in your session was that employees are not willing to compromise like they used to in terms of both their time, their health, and maybe other considerations. So I suppose I'm curious to get your opinion, Ben. Do you see this kind of power shift that's occurring lasting for the long term? Yeah, I, I do. In a more profound way, I think, you know, the 
the combination of all the things that I've already mentioned are just really starting to um, change the mindsets of people. You know, yeah, and I, I suppose there's an element of you know lifting our own internal restrictions. So society says you have to do this, you have to do that, you have to go for promotion, you have to work until you drop, you have to you know go through all the way to retirement. Uh, but again, a lot of that is is changing. You know, pensions aren't what they used to be. You know. Um, like I said, the commute like uh, is 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 not as um, positive an experience as it always was. <laughs> Maybe yeah, it never not, was. Not as appealing, yeah, for sure. <laughs> uh, and also that that the ability of people to just get into this. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna work flat out for this, you know, profit making machine, and you know, disconnect myself from my family, from my friends, from my community. Maybe that's too much of a cost to bear these days. Maybe they see that more transparently and more clearly, you know, for what it is. It's an exchange for time. So your salary is there to, you know, keep you coming back every day, whether that's, you know, in a hybrid situation or a physical office or a kind of in-person place. But it's designed to keep you coming back and doing a job that needs to be done. You know, is that more clearly in view now? I, well, I think it is. Maybe before there was something that would entice us to say, well, maybe it's a competitive salary, maybe it's a good benefits package, maybe it's a pension. But again, when you add up the cost of all of that and the time that you lose um, and the time that you miss, you know, doing things that you want to do within your human experience, uh, I think people are doing different maths and different sums and getting different results now. Yeah, and given what you just said there and looking at the, I suppose, the current context and perhaps more of a, a sort of a practical look ahead. Um, what kind of human-centered policies can companies introduce to boost engagement and increase retention? Well, this is the big thing, and this is why employee experience is is such a creative field, because now we know this. So we know that people are questioning, you know, their lives, their work, you know, everything about themselves. We need to understand that with the the, the lens of the employee-centered view. So it's it's you know what are what are the people going through, and how can we navigate our organization in the best possible way to respond to that and be proactive around that. So again, there's, there's lots of practical things that you can do and uh, done well, you can really, you know, maximize your context and, and maximize the potential of your people. And again, it comes back to very simple things. It could be changing really bureaucratic policies. It could be getting rid of draconian uh, business or HR practices. Uh, it could be designing new experiences that really do um, deliver a really strong connection with people and resonate with them rather than something that comes down from kind of corporate overlords and is forced upon people. <laughs> I think if you're taking the guesswork out of it, what we would suggest is that you go directly to your people and say, okay, what, what is it about your human experience that we need to support in a, in a different way or in a, in a improved way? And that's where you will go and focus and create some new experiences. You know, I saw one wonderful example the other week of, of, um, it was uh, annual leave or a leave entitlement for people who become new grandparents. Mm. I'm like, well, that's really interesting for that that type of demographic who are you know maturing in years and they want to spend more quality time with with grandchildren. Historically, there's been no policies in place or no experiences designed for that group of of employees. Uh, so to see a business doing that and respecting 
you know, what a great thing it is to become a grandparent is, is a wonderful thing. So it's, it's things like that that directly tap into the human experience. You know, it could be, you know, where you choose to work or where, where you're able to work. It could be um, how uh, you're, you're supported through your career to challenge yourself, do different things, you know, grow and learn and promote yourself in different ways, you know, laterally and vertically as well. Um, so there's lots of different things we can do practically on this. Yeah, and if, if I can bring you back to something you said during your session with us, um, something really interesting stood out and you kind of touched on it there. Uh, you mentioned that co-creation uh, is the hallmark of a great business and that was in relation to employee experience as a whole. Um, mm-hmm. Can you expand a little bit on that? Co-creation at the fundamental level is is creating something together as opposed to you know one party creating it and then another person going along with it. So to put that at the center of employee experience is absolutely a principle number one, in my view. Um, and it's the foundation stone for any successful employee experience project. I think when you run into problems within the organization, you can always find a lack of co-creation. Maybe something's happened. Maybe there's been some listening exercise or some feedback or some consultation exercises. But at the very foundation, they don't do what they need to do. They don't create this togetherness they don't unify people around a mission and and they don't really move things forward in a meaningful way so i think co-creation sits at the heart of employee experience for those reasons because it does you know it does create great experiences that are shared and that are more collective as opposed to very individualized you know individuals will take meaning from projects and kind of reap what they saw in terms of you know, successful outcomes for their career and for their life. But ultimately, employee experience is a very much, uh, is a collective endeavor. So it's, a, it's, it's kind of more like a team sport. But if you're having um, central functions or, or managers, you know, running, running the game from the beginning and not involving, not co-creating, not partnering with the, the people in a, in a powerful way, then, you know, that's, it, it's not going to lead to, to as positive as as outcomes as you, as you could expect really yeah and if we take that collective endeavor idea and kind of move it forward what are some of the existing barriers that you see in terms of employee experience and getting to where we need to be i think the big one is so again we work with with clients on this you know pretty much every day and it's it comes back to i would say that that co-creation with that collaboration piece so how you align people to move forward this agenda within the business, I think is absolutely critical. So the people that you bring together, you know, the functions that you get looking and working at the on the employee experience, you know, the mindsets of the team, you know, the actual structure of, of the way you bring that central team together. Because you need your subject matter experts involved. You need people with authority and can make decisions uh, to get things moving. But you know, employee experience, really does involve IT, estates, uh, you know, marketing, HR, all of those functions need to come together and work you know, on a shared mission, on that shared purpose of, of improving the employee experience. And when they do that really well, and it doesn't have to be a central function like a, an employee experience team, it can be a coalition or a committee or a, a project you know, team. When they do that really well, you can see that people are accountable you know, they're delivering tangible results and they're creating real impact on engagement and any other business metric that they line up uh, for for improvement. 
So that's that's a big thing. Alignment, accountability with an employee experience. Because you know, if it doesn't get measured, it doesn't get done. But if you don't have the right mindset within that team, then people are going to go off in different directions and it's not going to add the value that, that you set um, in the uh, in the initial phase of it. Then one kind of thing that I suppose that extends from that is, I suppose if we look, you know, even before this uh, this call, Ben, we were discussing how, how busy we are and, you know, everyone's kind of zoomed in on their tasks and things like that. So is there kind of a, you know, I suppose everyone needs this time to sort of, you know, organizations as well need this time to zoom out and kind of, you know, look at things holistically. So do you think that because of this kind of always on, you know, very busy culture, there's a lack of awareness maybe in organizations around the specifics of the employee experience? And is there anything that leaders can do to kind of address that? Yeah, well, in my view, like employee experience is a leadership issue. So it's not just a, a HR or people thing. It's very much a, it's a leadership business critical issue for them to uh, to be on top of every single day. So if you think about that holistically, then you have you know, many, many managers involved in the delivery of the employee experience and the performance of that employee experience. A lot of the touch points are away from the central teams anyway. So if you look at HR, IT, whoever it may be, they'll have certain levels of, of touch points, interactions with employees. They'll have technology that interacts with them and sends a message uh, about the organization in some way. But that everyday experience is is a lot to do with the manager. So, you know, and the manager is there to create a really strong, positive, high-performing team experience. So they have to navigate all those 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 human experience issues. You know, are people sick? Are they performing at the expected level? Are they is their well-being high enough? Are they anxious? Are they stressed? You know, if you have a stressed team, the only person you need to look at is the leader of that team. Because that's indicative of the experience and the conditions that that leader is is creating, or and I say creating deliberately because they're not co-creating those conditions. <laughs> yeah. Oh yes, hello team. Can we co-create a really burnt-out, stressed environment? Yeah. Would that be good for business? No, it's not going to be good for business. You might hit your initial targets, but ultimately um, it'll fall apart, and um, things will change uh, if if not by force. So. Yeah, we have to look at that manager experience. Absolutely critical uh, within you know this holistic employee experience. Uh, building off of that, uh, one of the things that um, you mentioned as well in your session, and I think something that really resonated with people uh, during the session was this idea of finding your truth. And you know, you kind of extended that then to businesses, kind of looking at themselves in the mirror, so to speak, and living their truth and finding their own truth as well. Mm-hmm. Um, would you be able to kind of expand on that a bit, just in terms of why it's so important, and especially you know in the current context? In the current context, I think we've we've and again the pandemic and you know maybe the geopolitical situation has, has kind of brought this to a head as well. In the you know there's a, a lack of trust in institutions these days. There's a lack of trust in in organisations, and and trust in management and HR has, has been in decline for some time as well. So we need to reverse that. We need to get that going in the right direction. And the first thing you can do to change that situation and to build optimism, belief, faith in these structures and these entities is to do what you say you will do. You know, and that's just you know, principle one of business. You know, you say something and then you do it. Um, and that's, that's what we call in employee experiences is expectation management. So you keep your promises, you don't break them, and you maintain a healthy employment relationship and a, and a great psychological contract alongside that as well. 
The problem historically is that businesses have said one thing and done another thing. They've created values that they haven't really walked the talk on. And it's been very superficial and shallow. And employees have had maybe a couple of decades of that if they're unfortunate enough to work in some of these organizations. But again, this is, a, is, is kind of a mainstream thing. A lot of organizations have not really applied their truth in practice in a really sensible, meaningful, and effective, impactful way. So the truth is your purpose, your mission, your values. You know, it's been a great talking point for marketing campaigns and maybe attraction campaigns. But when you look into the substance, it's been found wanting. So this is why employee experience has been a game changer in the last five, six years, in that we now have an approach where you can take what you're saying to your employees in the marketing, internal, external marketing, and you can say, are we actually living this on the inside of the organization? And if we're not, what are we going to change to make sure that we are living it? And what are we doing that is you know, demonstrating that we care, that we, we're living our truth within the business and amplifying that and sh showcasing it and scaling it around the business model? So that's how important it is. You know, we know the importance of purpose in business. People want to look up to something that gives them confidence in the future and make sure they, they feel like they're making a positive contribution. If that's not there, then it's going to be a very weak relationship. Uh, but if it is there and that truth is strong and aligned, it doesn't have to be, you know, we don't have to believe in 100% what our employees are doing. But if we have an aligned truth, that is incredibly powerful for business outcomes. Ben, it's been an absolute pleasure speaking with you today. I really appreciate your time. Great, thanks.